Hi there, you're listening to Pod'em Up. My name is Ollie and this is Tibbs. Hello. We're going to be talking about PS1 survival horror Dino Crisis today, but before that, there's the important matter of Streets of Rage 4 to discuss, plus Tibbs has a bit of a change of heart about Final Fantasy VII Remake. All that and more to come on episode 21 of the Pod'em Up podcast. So, Tibbs, Streets of Rage 4. Yes. It, uh, it came out last month. I think we weren't sure when it was going to come out. And uh, no. a couple of weeks later, I think it, it popped out. And um, yeah, we've been playing it. What have you thought? That's rubbish. <laughs> it's a bit naff, isn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's very good. It's really good. I, I must admit, I haven't played um, very much of it, actually. I think I'm going to hold off as much as I can until like the, the physical release comes out really okay. yeah i like the idea of just a, a new game coming in the post and you just you put it in and it's and you play it rather than going straight on the shelf because you've already played it you know ah. but uh, so i've only played what we've played online actually i haven't played any more since then oh wow okay yeah yeah um but i, I wouldn't mind compl- actually i wouldn't mind playing a bit more of that and maybe even completing it with you, but then after that, I'm not going to touch it. So uh, yeah. at some point, yeah, we've played. Um, Listen, we've played. I think the first five levels was it together online. I think we played up to yeah about the, about the fifth level is the the underground section, wasn't it? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very good, very good fun co op. Yeah, just like yeah. I mean, just like the originals, really. But um, I think they've they've done the right thing by um, going down the graphical route that they have. Yes, because I think there was a lot of concern from a lot of people that it wasn't like you know the original pixel art graphics and everything. I was a bit not skeptical, but the first screenshots that come out, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Really, it was it looked good, but I wanted to really see it in motion before, you know, I before I was really taken with it, I guess. And I've tried to avoid all the spo- all, any spoilers, so I haven't watched any of the gameplay stuff that had come out before, any of the video stuff. So yeah. I was still a bit apprehensive about how it would all, all play out, but it looks tremendous. It's so, so good. Yeah. And you and I played it on Xbox Game Pass. We did, yeah. The Xbox version is really limited is it? Um, compared to basically every other version. Um on the Nintendo Switch version, which I've also got, um, okay. you've got an actual classic pixel mode video video mode that you can use. Really? Yeah, and it it, it kind of it's like a, a filter that makes everything look more. It looks more sixteen bit. Um, it is just a filter. It's not like all the the graphics have been redone, mm. um, but it's very convincing. It really looks like um, okay. like a proper sort of sixteen bit mode. And there's a few other. Um, uh, post-processing filters you can have on as well. They've got one like Bloom, which I think just makes the lights look a bit, a bit more of a halo around them. Um, yeah, there's a few others. I forget what they are. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there's like a CRT, um, a CRT mode with like scan lines and things like that. Mm. So there's, there's all these other sort of graphical options, and you can switch things off, off and on as well. So you can like turn the screen shaking off and um, turn various effects off to make it run a bit, bit better if you want. No, not. It, I mean, it runs perfectly to my eyes anyway. But yeah, yeah it was quite surprising to see there's, there's all these options in the Nintendo Switch version that seem to be completely absent from the Xbox One. Oh right, okay. I think it was quite a good move putting out on the Xbox um, Game Pass. So I've been playing on the the PC. Um, yeah, it was a really good way of getting people, everyone, to play it. Really, um, you know, because the fans of the old ones will probably go out and buy it anyway. And this is for like anyone who's who might have a passing interest. So it's um, or is waiting for the physical like me. So so yeah, that was a good move. But I think perhaps holding off some of the features is also kind of wise because it gives an incentive to to go and buy it proper. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's. It's like you still get the the core game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You still get the the, the core game. There's mm. nothing nothing gameplay wise missing. No. Yeah, I was. Um, I was very impressed by just the, the the way it handles as well. It feels perfect, doesn't it? It feels it really does, like the, yeah. the the speed of it is. It feels much more like um, Streets of Rage two, um, more than anything. I think. I don't. I'm now. I know you haven't completed it. I'm a mm. bit. I don't want to spoil anything for you but uh, okay. i don't know how much you know or don't know already but um do you know that there's unlockable characters yes yes you can unlock um or pretty much all of the previous characters from yeah, Rage yeah, games in, in their pixel art form anyway yeah um, i was gonna yeah. say what's really good is that you can unlock um the streets of rage 2 streets of rage 3 characters and the original streets of rage characters mm. and it feels perfect it, Does it? You know, it yeah it fits they fit it, perfectly into the game i mean it's it's amazing how well it doesn't feel like a tacked on thing at all it feels mm. really they've they've really captured the the handling of the original game so well that you can just drop these characters in with very few changes and they work just like you remember it's amazing. Oh, that's, that's brilliant to, mm. to hear yeah um are they easy to unlock when when do, at what point do they unlock um you unlock them based on your because when you complete a level you get scored on um you know how many how many lives you've got left at the end how many specials you've got left mm. um but at the end of that you get a lifetime score and it just tallies up all the the score that you've had over every game that you've played mm. and there's little milestones along that lifetime score so it's just a case of replaying the game to earn enough points to unlock the character characters there's no it's right, really straightforward there's no sort of jumping through hoops or anything it's literally just you just get them for playing the game oh, that's, that's that's fair enough i think yeah, yeah i've heard cool. it i've heard it said that you need to play five or six complete playthroughs to unlock everyone um mm. i've got three two or three more characters to unlock i think so i'm i'm almost okay. there but yeah yeah it's really good yeah it's really good all oh, right, excellent. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Was there yeah. anything about it that disappointed you, or or was anything that made you go like, "Oh, I wish they'd have done this"? Um, not really. I think the music is pretty good. I haven't heard anything that I love yet. That's what I was going to say. Is the, the the music for me? It's not that it's bad. It's no. not bad at all. But I don't think there's any really. There's no songs on the soundtrack that I was humming afterwards, or anything no. that I would listen to outside of the game i don't think they tend to be more sort of ambient i think they're just sort of background yeah noise. i was a bit concerned that that might be the case because they've got loads of different composers on there mm. so there was always going to chance it was going to sound a bit um sort of all over the place um in a nice way but you know it's it's not going to have the consistency of streets of rage one and two which are brilliant brilliant soundtracks yeah i mean it, it is good and um 
I think it's on the Xbox version as well. There is an option to turn on a classic soundtrack. There is. That's that's um, quite a good. That's that's quite a good compromise. Actually. Yeah, I yeah. think it is. Um, yeah, because I think I, t- I tweeted about it um, just after I first played it. I think um, one thing I really missed, and it's just one of these. It's just it's it's a really nitpicky, inconsequential thing. Mm. But when you finish the stage, I wanted that classic jingle that played in all the all the th- three previous games mm. um, for finishing the stage. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, if Sonic Mania hadn't had the end of level jingle when you pass the the post at the end, it's just to me that is that's just part of Streets of Rage. Yeah, and the fact that it's so it has got like a little jingle, but it's, it's so got, understated. It's, it's very just, underwhelming. It's it's yeah. a similar sort of thing, but it's it's very toned down compared mm. to any other other sounds that you've just heard or are going on besides it, and it just gets drowned out. And it's yeah, it's, it is a shame because yeah, that there's there's definitely um, a sort of a nostalgia related to that. Particular yeah, jingle. It's one of the most memorable ones in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the 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 character select as well. I was really hoping that they'd have like a little remix of the the character selects music. They do, don't they? I think um, I, I heard it briefly. I'm sure I heard um, a bit of that theme in it. Oh, I don't. Is it in it? I don't know. I, I was going to say that the new one has grown on me over the time playing it. But initially, when you know, I went into it anticipating the minute okay. I hit that, it would start playing. I'd be like, "Oh yes, here we go." But yeah, yeah, I, you've you'll have heard it more than I have. I've only heard it a couple of times. But I'm I'm I thought I heard it eventually get into the the the, the familiar theme. But I could be wrong. Oh, it might do. It might do. I, I honestly mm. don't stay on that screen long enough to, no, to really no. let it play. But um, <laughs> I might do that. Yeah. Um. Any, uh, I'm hesitating because again, I don't know how much you, you know, I don't want to, I'm trying to pick things that I could comment on that have been in the stages that we played together because I don't want to spoil yeah. anything that's upcoming. Um, I love some of the, the new little tweaks to the mechanics that they've done. Mm. Um, the way you can throw a weapon and as it rebounds, you're able to catch it again. Yeah. Which is cool. a really neat little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a new um, sort of super move, haven't they, with the, the star. Yeah, system. Yeah. You probably uh, saw me when we first did it. Um, do the classic thing where you you press the wrong button and you just let it go but yeah. without any enemies uh, on screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a classic thing of like side-scrolling brawlers, isn't it? Where you yeah. accidentally let go of your special move. <laughs> I really like how they've um, tweaked the special system in this one because in the first mm. game you just got a special uh, you, on a few stages you might find an extra pickup of one in the stage somewhere but generally speaking you only had the one special move that you could unleash at any point yeah uh, in the second one they got rid of that system and had it where you could use them use your special moves unlimited but every time you did you got like a little penalty taken off of your life that's right yeah. the third one it had like a separate power up bar that um, regenerated over time so you could if you used it while you had a power up bar you didn't get any health penalty, and if you used it after that, then it took a bit of your health. Um, in this one, I think it's probably the the best of all of them put together, really, in that you've got your star moves, which you can collect quite plentifully through level. You can easily collect, on some levels, you can collect like three or four of them yeah. as, um, as you go through. Um, but in terms of your, you know, your common special moves... Um, you can use them and it takes a temporary chunk off your life and you can recover that by just using normal moves but if you're hit by an enemy 
then you lose that life completely. So it gives you a chance. You can use a special move. If you're getting crowded by enemies, you can like unleash a special just to get a bit of breathing space. And as long as you're able to just land enough hits after that, you can earn all your health back that you lost on the special. It's a really nice sort of yeah. risk-reward thing they've got going on. It works really well. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like that addition. It was always annoying um, in the second one where you'd lose a bit of health just for you know fighting and you, you're kind of hesitant to use it again really if you're in a tight spot you know yeah um but yeah it's a it's a really good uh, good addition yeah. and it's really cool because the thing with special moves like that and especially in a in a score based game where you're trying to you know you're going to be rated on on what score you get the special moves are like the most spectacular and the coolest moves and Sometimes it all, you know, when games sort of punish you for it, it almost incentivizes you not to use them at all. So yeah. you kind of cut off these really cool parts of the game um, because you're going to be penalized for it. Yeah, I think exactly, this yeah. this strikes a really good balance. So you can Definitely. still, you you know, you still get to enjoy these games, uh, these uh, special moves in the game, but you it will still punish you if you just spam it and spam it and spam it and spam it. It really encourages a good balance of the normal moves and the more powerful moves. It's, re it's really well well balanced, really well worked out. Mm. Yeah, they've done a cracking job. They mm. really have. Um, yeah, I think it looks uh, really, really good. I think the choice not to go completely pixel art has paid off, as I said earlier. Yeah. Like, it just looks m more up to date, you know. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, it's all sort of two D style, but yeah. the lighting effects, like the characters, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. so it's it's such a, a good looking game. Yeah, great artwork. But I mean, other than that, it's just it's Streets of Rage. It's Streets of Rage. Yeah, it's a very simple concept. You just walk right and you beat beat up everyone. You know, but it's uh, and for somehow it does doesn't get repetitive, does it? Really? No, not you at think all. it would because you're basically doing the same thing over and over again. But it's just so fun, like the the vibration of the controller as you punch mm -hmm. as well, um, really immerses you. Yeah, and they've added like a beat 'em up hit count as well, so it'll count like every time you land a punch, it will sort of tally up in the corner, and you can get up to like fifty or sixty, <laughs> seventy yeah. hits. It's just it's a really I don't know, it's just a really satisfying sort of feedback on what you're doing. It's it's. It's great. Okay. It's a really good game. I'm really impressed with that. I, you know, we've been quite lucky with remakes um, recently. We have, I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will definitely go back on it a little bit. I think because um, I'm going to find it difficult not to. Um, but yeah, we'll certainly get back online and finish that game anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then when it comes in the post, I'll uh, I'll have a good go going through yeah. it several times and getting all, getting all the characters and everything. Um, but yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah. So, um, what else have you been playing this month? I've been playing quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah, um, I saw on I saw a few things come up on Twitter. Um, yeah. On. <laughs> um, I've been playing through Final Fantasy IX again. Um, yeah. I don't know why I I got into that again. I just decided to try and play that through. Mm. Um, I played Final Fantasy VII remake. Yes. Um, you might have a revelation here for us. Go on. It's good. It's yeah. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> It's a turnaround from last last month, isn't it? Yeah, it is a turnaround. Um, it's really, it's really <laughs> quite good. Okay. Um, so, what changed your mind then? Where, where did, where did, where did that change? I think my initial criticism or my initial misgiving was that it's not a remake. Really, it's yeah. you know that's what we were saying. The fact that they're calling it Final Fantasy VII Remake is a bit misleading. Mm. 
it's not misleading. The fact that it's not a remake is its strength, really. Um, I don't want to say too much, but if you're familiar with the game, um, the original Final Fantasy VII, you'll notice just after the um, the bombing mission level that opens, um, the Final Fantasy VII remake takes a completely different turn. Um, and you, there's characters that come up, and you think, well, hang on a minute, what are they doing there? They're not introduced until halfway through disc two or something on on the original game. What's going on? What's happening? This doesn't make any sense. What's happening? What's going on? Um, and it all the main story beats of Final Fantasy seven, uh, at least up to the the end of Midgar. Uh, all the main story beats are there, but it's all a little bit different, and it all starts to to go in a completely different direction. And it's it's really it's really good. Mm, it's okay. really good. Um, the battle system it's a bit I don't know. It's the best they could do to try and satisfy both mm. sort of crowds. I think people who wanted yeah. the original style and people who wanted the new one. It can be a bit cheap at times. Um, enemies can cancel your moves while you're doing them sometimes. So you you know you've got the active time battle. You wait for your your ATB bar to fill. You you tell the character what you want to do. If you're playing in the classic mode where you select your your options from the menu, say you wanted to heal another character, hmm. while your you, your animation just starts to animate, and then the enemy can attack you and it will cancel your move out. So you have to wait for your bar to fill again. And in the meantime, whoever you were trying to heal could have been knocked out. <laughs> right, and it I happens see. so often. Oh, um, you know, it's not game-breaking. Uh, you know, you can learn to, to adapt to it and, you know, you learn new tactics to work around it. But, yeah, it, does, it doesn't feel quite as tight as the original game. Um, the explanation of the materia system as well, I think, if you've never played it before, you've never played Final Fantasy VII, you didn't know anything about materia, I don't know if it really gives you a, a good explanation of, of how it works and how flexible it can be. Um, if you've played it before, you'll... you'll you know, you'll get on with it fine. You you'll understand it all perfectly. But yeah. I think maybe it's a little rough around the edges in that regard. But um, on the whole, it's fantastic. And the level we were talking about, Wall Market, um, with the yes. famous uh, cross dressing mission. Yeah, it's in completely intact. Um, is Wal- it? Wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, Wall Market is. <laughs> it's it's quite an experience in, in, okay. in the remake. Um, <laughs> it's not perfect. There's a few issues I've got with the story, particularly in War Market. Um, there's three characters who you interact with, who are basically human trafficking. But once you've completed that part of the mission, suddenly you 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 treat them like they're they're just they're quirky friendly allies and stuff like that and it's like half an hour ago they were the really morally dark characters and now oh yeah you gotta help me go find my chocobo see if we'll run off um and they're like oh Brilliant. we'll go get them and it's like well, hang on a you minute if guys you forgot, you've, yeah exactly <laughs> it's like if you forgot what the what these guys do for a living it's it's a bit you know it's a bit yeah, but totally once you get past that, they're they're such great guys, honestly. Yeah, you know, you'll mean, get on famously with them. Just avoid <laughs> the what they do for a day job, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just ignore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, um, it really. There's lots of little sort of side characters in Final Fantasy VII that really get fleshed out in this one. Mm. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 really good. I don't want to say too much. Again, we we really want to avoid spoilers. Yeah, I think it's a game that you'll get the most out of if you don't have any idea where it's going and what it's planning to do. Um, mm. Okay. But I would say that the the name Final Fantasy Remake was very deliberately chosen, and it is it becomes clear particularly in the last sort of battle of the game why that name was chosen and, and what it means um but that okay. I'll, I'll leave it at that okay very interesting hmm. uh, how long is it um i think i did it in about 40 hours 35 hours 40 hours. oh wow okay so that's <laughs> that's a good chunk of the original game yeah length, really isn't it yeah this is going to be an epic one yeah yeah i'm going to struggle to fit that in um anytime soon i think um i don't know I'll see if I can get around to it at some point, I think. but yeah. It'd be good to do it in chunks. Maybe just yeah. try, try and fit in, because it's split into chapters rather than... Um, it's not like one continuous story like the original. There's there's different chapters that it's sort of split into. So you could try and do it like a, you know, a chapter a month or a chapter a week or something, and you could, yeah. you'd sort of spread it out like that. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it, particularly if you like Final Fantasy VII, the original. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth playing. It, it, it surprised me. I was, I was all ready to to tear into it and, yeah. and say how disrespectful it was to the original and how it missed the point of the original and but no it, it's doing its own thing and it's doing it very in a very interesting way so it gets my my seal of approval wow that's um yeah that's quite a statement yeah mm. very good okay brilliant um what have you been playing not a lot actually um i play bits here and there um i've been working on my interface that i mentioned last month yeah i've also been Somewhat obsessed with chasing um, 60 frames per second on my um, streaming solution from going from my PC upstairs to my downstairs living room. Okay, I was the, about to say you're not you're not becoming a frames per second snob, surely. But no, if it's uh, no, streaming, no, no, no. I can understand that. No, not uh, it's it's just to get the the per, you know almost a, a like for like experience as much yeah. as I can. And I'm pleased to say I've achieved it. Um, I was go originally I was going with um, Steam Link that was on my TV. I've got Samsung TV, it's got the Steam Link app, and it works fairly well, but it's not perfect. Um, I got a Raspberry Pi 4 because I thought um, it's got better Ethernet uh, connectivity now, so I thought mm. that might be it, but it's still, I still couldn't get quite get it right, and I, um, that was on Steam Link. There's also um, an alternative called Moonlight, which you can use if you've got an NVIDIA graphics card. I was going to say that's the open source NVIDIA thing. That's it? right, yeah. I couldn't get that to work on the Raspberry Pi. So um, the other option, which I was kind of favouring anyway because it's a bit more versatile, is get um, a mini PC, like a really quite cheap, sort of small, very small PC. Yeah. Um, so I plumped for that, um, and I've put uh, Moonlight on that, and it is perfect. It is Brilliant. like It's like plugging your PC into your TV. Maybe a frame or two of lag, which is barely noticeable 99.9% of the time. It's really, really good. Um, so I'm very happy with that. There's a few games I've been testing on that over and over again to just try and get the, the perfect thing. Mainly Sonic games, just because A, for sort of lag, because I know how responsive a Sonic game should feel, yeah. and just for the um, the frames per second, because they move very fast. I remember we talked before, when we were talking about game streaming services, um, yeah. back when OnLive was the thing, I remember playing Sonic 1 mm. over OnLive, and it was unplayable. It's a, actually a great test for, for streaming, because yeah. you, you, know, you know how smooth it is, and you know how laggy it is. 
it was um, it's, it now work, working almost. You would almost think you're playing a machine plugged into the TV, um, which is really good. It's all um, I've got home plugs on both ends, so I've got Ethernet going through, and yeah, it works perfectly. I've got actually um, you can hook the controllers straight to the mini PC and have it go through. But I'm getting a better result um, just for compatibility and stuff because luckily my room is sort of almost directly above me, so I'm just Bluetoothing straight to the PC with the controllers. Ah, that's cool. I've got a, a three, a, like a 360 controller and a, the 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 eight bit Do M30 Mega Drive um, yeah. one that works really well. So you've got your own Google Stadia then, basically. Basically, the yeah. This is directly to the server. Yeah, this is the objective. I don't know if I'm going to go for any of the new consoles, unless they've got you know killer apps on there that you can't get anywhere else. Um, I I might be more inclined to just go the PC route, to be honest. For for I mean I'll keep the Switch and like whatever Nintendo is doing probably, but um I I, I just think I, I like the idea of having everything all in one, you know, like all yeah. the emulators as well. Um, so that's what I'm sort of leaning towards because then you can just keep upgrading the PC, um, and they're on there. You know, it's, it's you know in terms of preservation, you got the files and stuff. Yeah, there is a lot to be said for for PC gaming. As long as the games still work on you know whatever version of Windows goes up to, because I've got Steam games on there that you know were released you know ten years ago and they still work perfectly fine. So you know, obviously there's things to consider there, but I'm just I'm just thinking that's going to be now that I've got it perfect, I'd probably lean more towards that because it's much more customizable with the controllers and everything. You can get exactly what you want out of yeah. it, you know. Mm. So that's that's mainly what I've been focusing my time on. Um, in order to test it, I have um, played a, a new Sonic game to me though, and that's um, Sonic Forces. Finally, <laughs> I've got around to it. <laughs> I'm mean, about halfway through now. It's um, yeah, it's not good, is it? Really? It's not great, is it? It's not a great game. It's uh, not the worst thing in the world. It's certainly not the worst Sonic game ever made. But I mean, it's it's nothing. It's nothing special. Do you know? Um, it isn't technically on a technical level. It isn't. But there are Sonic games that fail on a technical basis, glitches and stuff that I'd probably rather play more than this, because it just kind of. I think I've said before, it just sort of offends every aspect that I look for in a Sonic game. You know. The, the level design is so bland and uninteresting and uninspiring you just sort of boost through most of the time the you know the, the level environments are all derived from previous from classic sonic levels and i know you can say that a lot about mania as well but you know that had some really interesting new stuff as well and it's just like the last previous decade was full of that stuff just the same levels over and over and over again and by that by yeah. you get by the time you get sonic force you get absolutely sick of it yeah, you know green absolutely. hill and chemical green plant hill. again oh. Oh. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? But the the thing that could have made it a lot better is the music, and I hate the music. I yes. absolutely hate it. <laughs> it's I don't know how to describe it, but it's very modern. It doesn't sound like a Sonic game should at all. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't. All of the tracks are interchangeable. You know, you know the, the the music for a level. You know, you could swap it for another level, and you wouldn't notice the difference. A, a, a good Sonic level piece of music has to fit that level. It has to go in along with the themes. You have to know that that's a you know an Egyptian theme for an Egyptian level, or mm. you know a Green Hill type level theme for a Green Hill level, and it just doesn't. You could interchange them, and they just sound terrible, and they sound. I just I hate I hate the soundtrack. So you know it helps a lot if you've got a really good piece of music that helps tremendously with enjoying well, yeah, a Sonic definitely. level. It makes you want to play it again just to hear the music. So if it lacks that and it doesn't have anything going for it in the level itself, it's got nothing for me. 
you know. Well, it's like you say, I mean, if you think of some of the classic Sonic tunes, mm. say uh, Metropolis at own. Yeah. If you just listen to that, if you played that to someone who had never played Sonic, they don't know what the level it is. Yeah. It sounds industrial it does, and, yeah. and mechanical. You know, they could probably guess, oh, that's some kind of factory or, mm. you know, or something like that. Um, or you play Sandopolis. They could guess quite reasonably that it's some kind of Egyptian desert level. You know, it, it, the themes fit the level. You know, they, they're part of the level identity, aren't they? Yes, exactly. It's very important um, to me personally. Mm. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I know I'm halfway through it. I don't think my opinion will change though, because um, no. I've already seen a playthrough of it when it came out. And to be honest, playing it is not that different an experience because you just it just plays itself most of the time. To be honest, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's not completely terrible. There are moments of, you know, interesting. Oh, that was quite good. Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. But, you know, it's just uh, it's not for me really. I don't like. I, I we've again we've talked about it before, so we don't want to go over no. overall ground too much. But I don't like how it hasn't got the guts to commit to its own story. Really, no, it, not it at all. It wants to go for this whole. Everything's bleak. Eggman's won. The world is 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 under his control, and. There's a section where Knuckles is like, oh, he's captured Sonic and he's been torturing him. <laughs> and then the next scene, it's Sonic going, hey, hey, woohoo! Yeah, I know, and it's I know. like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you've been tortured. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's loads of little moments like that where it's just like, they want to tell this grim, dark story, but then yeah. it's like someone said, but no, you, you can't go that far. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sonic's got to be all cheerful. I know, I know. It's just it's, uh, it's a rubbish story. The dialogue's terrible. I just. I think uh, the the um, creator character was an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't think it was necessarily done particularly well because you can make some really obnoxious looking characters that don't fit in with the world at all if they could make it so you you've got enough freedom to create this character but it still looked like it could conceivably be in the sonic world Mm. um that's a really nice idea i'd like to see them iterate on that in future but um the rest of it i'd put in the skip yeah yeah not a good game no (laughs) no um yeah so other than that not much really i played a bit of um have you heard of this game abzu yes yeah very good it's um, you play as a sort of a almost a like a sort of scuba diver guy. Yeah, a little silhouetted scuba diver thing. Very similar to Journey. Yeah, it's also by the same Is it? Oh, that'll be yeah. that'll be why. <laughs> um, yeah, I enjoyed Journey a lot, and um, yeah, I played um, not not loads, maybe 40, 50 minutes of uh, Absolute. It's a very calm, relaxing experience. I've got it on PS4. Uh, I got it back when it came out. Mm. And it was quite glitchy then, and it kept okay. crashing. And I kind of put it put it on the shelf and forgot about it. So ah. I haven't played it for more than about half an hour. Okay, I would uh, give it. A try. I've been playing it on PS4 as well. It seems fine to me. I was going to say it's probably been patched and, and fixed and everything by yeah. now. So it might be one to to pick up and give another try again soon. Yeah, it's one of those many PS4 games that sort of been sitting there. I've bought it ages ago, and I haven't got around to it. And you know, every time I load up the PS4, it's probably saying, "Oh, maybe this is the day you'll play me. Maybe this <laughs> is the day." And yes, it was the day I played you, Absu. So, well done. Um, yeah, uh, Red Out, another one. Um, um, it, that's futuristic, racy thing. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, F Zero, a wipeout kind of thing. It's good. Yes, yeah, good. It's good sort of alternative to those games if you are on the PC. Um, yeah, there's nothing more to say really. It's that's that's literally what it is, but it's uh, it's good fun. 
Um, uh, oh, uh, well, um, after last month's episode, my, my wife and my daughter are obsessed with Animal Crossing. Uh, thanks, Excellent. Thanks to you, yeah. <laughs> I'm not playing it myself. I'm sort of playing it vicariously through them, really. Um, but they're both really loving it. Brilliant. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you have two different profiles playing it, they have to share an island? They do, yeah. They do mm. have to share an island. And only the primary player can advance the story. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, only the primary player. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just whoever did it first, you know. No, um, no. If you've got two people on the same island, only the only the, the island representative can advance really? the, the, okay. the objectives and things. Yeah. I wonder why they chose... It is interesting in a way because you can kind of give each other gifts and there's the sort of a level of interaction that you can do, which is quite nice. But it is an interesting approach. Why they didn't even give you the choice to, to have completely separate save files is, um, is a bit odd. <sighs> I think that they, when they were asked about it, they said it's the way it's always been. You could only have one, one village per memory card back on the GameCube days. Um, and it, you could put in a second memory card or you could buy a second memory card and use that. But generally speaking, it was one village per memory card. Okay. And I think the thing they're going for is to try and... <clears throat> it's kind of an immersion thing so you know if you if you really were on an animal crossing island you wouldn't just be able to say oh, i've made a pig's ear of this i'll i'll start again or just move to a second island it's i think it's just to make you feel more attached to your island okay. um but i i don't know i i can i can see it both ways i think it's a mm. bit um i don't like the fact that you can't back up your game save either which is a bit annoying mm. There's a few um, games you can't do that on, isn't there? I know, it's ridiculous. Splatoon, mm. you can't do it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's to stop people editing the saves and jumping online and playing it all hacked and stuff. Which is, uh, I, I can I can see that for Splatoon, yeah. But, that, but Animal there's, Crossing, you should be able to do that, surely. Yeah, you should be able to do that. I, honestly, I, I, again, I, I might have tweeted about this a few times. There's so many sort of pundits on YouTube who are doing these really sort of philosophical long diatribes about whether Tom Nook represents predatory lending and the failure of capitalism <laughs> and stuff like that. It's Animal Crossing. Yeah, for God's sakes. You know, he's a fictional raccoon. Yeah. Have a word. Have a word. It's it's uh, it's just a lovely game. It's a mm. lovely little game. It is a lovely game, yeah, yeah. As I said, I've enjoyed watching them play it and um just there's no sort of um, peril in it, really. No, is there? it's just nothing. you just kind of build the island at your own pace. You know, you get through life. You you do your various jobs and things. And it's, well, it's you nice, say yeah. that. If if they had Red the Fox, I think his name's Red the 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 art dealer who turns <laughs> up on the little tugboat on the island. I not I haven't not that I've seen. Oh, he sells you works of art, mm. but they're all forgeries. Well, they're not all forgeries. <laughs> I bought like five works of art from him because you can you can have them displayed in the museum. Yeah, they've all been turned away except for one. Say, so, oh, I can't accept this. It's clearly a forgery. It's not. It looks all right to me. <laughs> you know, that's really funny. And it's really subtle things. It'll be like the Mona Lisa will have like the left arm over her right arm or something like that. You need to be mm. like an art scholar to know the difference. I don't know. <laughs> I've wasted so many bells. I could. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, I'll have to look out for him and um, and warn warn Abby about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um... unfeasibly annoyed about it. I'm really, I'm irrationally annoyed. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. 
Um, yeah, so apart from that, there's no peril, really. No. Yeah, and um, Alice just, just loves it. She Her favourite thing at the moment is just to sort of wander around, um, go to her wardrobe, change the clothes, and then have a look, and then change them back into something else, and just to do that over <laughs> and over again. But it's amazing. She With this controller, she's she's so good. She navigates all the menus and everything, and I'm amazed at how quickly she's picked it all up. You know, she could walk around the island, go exactly where she wants to go. Um, it's brilliant to see as, as someone who's keen to get her into games. Yeah. You know, she's, she's picked it up really, really well. So It's a perfect game for kids, isn't it? It really? is, yeah. It's perfect. Mm. I'm, I'd much rather have her playing that, that than some sort of you know, rubbish Dino app. Crisis. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> some sort of rubbish app, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's much much higher quality kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just really wholesome. It's just... You know, and I said it last week, last month, I think. You know, it's just it's the right game for these these uncertain times. <laughs> you know, where everything's yeah. all stressful, everyone's worried, everyone. You know, the world's going to pot. You know, mm. and on Animal Crossing Island, it's just nice. Yeah, hasn't, yeah. Food. The coronavirus clearly hasn't reached the Animal Crossing Island because they're all going about, you know, yeah, quite no happily. So, no social distancing there. You can yeah. get a face mask though for one can of your characters. You? Yeah. I'd have took that out. Interestingly, I, um, I saw one you could put on in the character in Sonic Forces as well. I don't, <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's a recent addition or not. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. I yeah. thought, oh, all right, you can put a face mask on. That's, that's topical. Right, so anything else uh, to discuss? Uh, there probably is, but um, uh, no, yeah, I mean... Tony I Hawk's oh, yeah. thing. Tony Hawk's uh, remake yeah. is coming. What are your thoughts about that? I was excited about it. Um, there's a, a skateboarding channel. I don't skateboard myself. Never have. Um, too fat. And not athletic enough, basically. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> but I admire it as, you know, uh, as a skill, as a discipline. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, um, it's very impressive. Yeah. Uh, there's a skateboarding channel on YouTube that I watch called Rad Rat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he particularly he covers skateboarding in general, but he does a great series where he's aiming to play every single skateboarding game ever made. Nice. And he's he's quite an authority. He really knows the um, the Tony Hawk's games inside out, back to front. And he uploaded a video where he analysed the videos, the the trailers that they released for the remake, frame by frame. And there's lots of little hints in there that it might be based on the code base of Tony Hawk's HD, which was rubbish. Um, and that's a bit that's a bit unsettling. Yeah, I've heard bits about this. Um, I don't know. I haven't played HD, so I don't know what it's about really. It's, it's not good. Well, uh, what's okay? So it's the Sonic Forces of Tony Hawk's. Okay, I get you. I'm with you. Um, all right. So that's based on that, is it? Even though that's well, quite old in itself. Isn't it? According to the, apparently, there's an interview with the developers who said they've actually got members of uh, the never the original NeverSoft dev team on their mm. team working on it, mm-hmm. and that they've actually pulled all the physics engine from the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two code base. Okay, that's that's what you would need to do. Yeah, or so mimic the, it, you know. But so. then, when you watch Radrat's video, and he's he's showing you. Really little idiosyncratic things that are, you know, they weren't in Tony Hawk's 2 or 3 or 4 mm. or Underground or any of the others. These little annoying little things that were, you know, uh, characteristic of Tony Hawk's HD. Okay. 
And it just, I don't know, it just gives you pause for thought, I think. Um, okay, what, sort I'm, of little, little physics quirks and yeah, things? Yeah, it's little physics quirks. Like, when the board lands, um, if you're doing a vert trick and you, you land it, there's a slight wobble on the board, It's and it's really, I'd recommend watching this video, he really sort of, he, he explains it much better than I'd be able to, and it's the kind of thing where you get it more when you've got a video in front of you and you can see the bits that he's pointing out rather than, than me trying to sort of do a theatre of the mind kind of thing. But um, mm. I'm still excited for it because I, uh, I, I love the original Tony Hawk's games. Up to yeah. about, I think I dropped out of the series uh, Underground, Tony Hawk's Underground. Yeah. Um, and I played one on the I Project A on the 360, I think, and then the HD... But then you know, there's lot. It's a very iffy series. It from after Tony Hawk's Four, it was starting to go downhill. I think it was diminishing returns from then. So okay. anything that recaptures the, the first, you know, the first few games, I'm I'm really excited about. So if it, if the promise of what it says is true, then it's going to be great. All right. Um, and the collector's edition comes with a skateboard deck as well. What's a skateboard deck? The bit that you stand on. Oh without right, okay. without the wheels. Oh, I yeah. see, I see. Okay, cool. That's quite. Yeah, that's, that's quite, quite cool. Good. Yeah, yeah so as, as sort of extra go, that's quite good. Yeah. Um, I've only played two really. I okay. think I think I have Underground, maybe one of the Undergrounds. I think, but I've mainly just played two on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, I, I I played the hell out of it. It was really really good. Yeah. Um, I've been funny enough. I've been having a hankering to play it again. Um, doesn't seem to work on my Dreamcast emulator of choice though. Annoyingly. Oh. But it'll probably work on one of the others. There's like three of them, and I think between them they got all the games covered. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting how it's gone for a very. I kind of. I guess it would kind of have to, but it's gone for a very realistic look. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because, on the other, on one hand, it, it doesn't look like the original game, but on the other, if you're going to do a remake of modern stuff, it's going and it's, you know, you've got real people in it. It's going to have to look like current gen real people, isn't it? Really, yeah. there's no in between ground. You can't put, you couldn't make it cartoony because then it wouldn't be right, and and you couldn't make it sort of Xbox 360 Wii era in between because that that would just look outdated. So yeah. it, it, I see the dilemma. I think in the original game they were trying, you know, they were trying to make it as realistic as they could look. It yeah. was obviously going for a realistic look. Exactly. At that time. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were to make it again with today's technology, they'd probably go for that realistic look. Yes. So I think, yeah, I can see why they, they've done it. I do mm. like that um, all the character models, because it's all the original skaters from the original game, they're all back for this one. Yeah. Uh, but all the character models are based on how they are now, so they're all aged uh, appropriately to how they are now. They're not based on what they looked like back then. Which oh, I think really? Is, yeah, I think that's a, a kind of neat little touch. It's kind of like um, getting the old band back together kind of feel, you know? It's, it's, yeah, I see it's that. Quite neat. I was going to say it might be better if they looked how they did in, you know, the, the, the sort of the turn of the century kind of thing. But um, I, I see your point there. It's quite nice. Are they all yeah. still skateboarding now? Or are they all so, yeah. past it? No, I, no, I think so. Greatest respect. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah okay so that sounds interesting I, uh, to be honest I've all I've seen is the trailer sort of quite sort of briefly but it looked um, it, it looked pretty cool um, but it'd be nice if they included the originals as well alongside just so you could play yeah, those because it I will wish, uh, I wish more remakes would do that yeah it would be nice wouldn't it like, like a yeah. Crash remake and the Spyro and all that it would be nice to have the original alongside too 
Um, I think all the music's back as well, isn't it? The same yeah, train I tracks. Think so, yeah. so that's that's good because that's that's usually a nightmare, isn't it? All that licensing around that. But mm-hmm. yeah, if they've got all that in, that's really good because that's I remember that soundtrack quite well. The, the Oh, it's not yeah, normally it's, my kind of music, but because it's in the game, you kind of get used to it. You know? Yeah, it's very much my kind of music. I, I no, love right. the, the the first the first three games. Um, just a superb soundtrack. I, I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. Um, I was a bit annoyed at the time when Tony Hawk's Three came out. They released a soundtrack album, mm. so I, I rushed out. You know, show my age. I went to the, went to a record store to buy the CD. <laughs> a record store? What's uh, that to, then? I went to to Virgin Megastore. Virgin Megastore. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if it was called Virgin Megastore back then. It might have been called something else. Might have been might have been our price. I don't well, know. The, that store seems to change its name oh, and company every, every year, didn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I got there, found the soundtrack CD. Yeah. None of the songs on it were from the game. <laughs> And on the, the, the cover said, songs from and inspired by Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Yeah. I don't think a single song on that album was inspired by Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. I think that's a lie. Oh, God. I didn't buy it. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't buy it. Good. But, yeah, I just remember that as being a, quite an annoyance. That's a bit of a cheap uh, kind of cash it's in, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a missed opportunity as well, isn't it? You, you yeah. could have sold... You know, at least ten of those soundtracks. <laughs> at least ten. At least ten. <laughs> a conservative estimate. Yeah. But yeah, um, any uh, any return of Tony Hawk's is welcome with me as long as it's good. Um, right. Should we get into incoming indies? Oh yeah. Uh, have you got one? one? Have you no, got one this month? No, oh, I, for I, goodness' sake! <laughs> I've been laid up all week. Been, yes, I, you have. Yes, I have, sorry, I, I haven't even asked you how you're feeling. How are you feeling? Oh, uh, awful. No, I'm all right now. Yeah, um, you said you sound. Uh, you know. I, yeah, I woke up. It was last. I don't know. Last Friday, I think it started. Um, mm. uh, tonsillitis. Yeah, not the coronavirus um, tonsillitis. But that's it? the thing. It's the worst time in the world to get ill, especially if yeah. you're a hypochondriac like me and you're anxious yeah. like me. Yeah. Honestly. The first thing, the things that go through your head when you realise you 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 get that feeling like oh I'm coming down with something. Yeah, it's not I can good. imagine. Yeah, it's not good. But thankfully <laughs> it was. You know, I had a look in the mirror at the old tonsils, read mm. as be true. Thought there mm. we go, that's your problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but yeah, so um, yeah, so I've been laid up most of the week, so I haven't really done much in terms of uh, looking at things I'm supposed to look at. Okay, I'll forgive you this 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 one. Um, <laughs> all right, I've got a uh, a quick one because I haven't written much down about it. Um, it's called the Falconeer. Okay. It's uh, a game where you play as a falcon, and um, you're. I'm noticing fly- a very avian flavour to this this podcast now. We got Tony Hawk, and now we got the Falconeer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like um, a sort of a flying RPG. And you play as a falcon, sort of over the the seas, and it's kind of like a it looks like a troublesome sort of um, lots of battles going on. You're sort of soaring over, it and it looks really really nice. Um, I like flying games for some reason. I don't know why. I quite like the the feeling of flight, and this looks really like it captures it really well. Yeah. Um, it's by a lone developer again, um, someone called uh, Thomas Sala, um, and again, like we talked about last month, to 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 see this as a this amazing looking game that it was made by pretty much just one person it's just unbelievable really um yeah lovely art style um coming to xbox one and pc um, okay check it out the falconeer.com 
Is it kickstarted or is it just? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I, I think I think it's quite far along. Okay. I'm not quite sure. I should have checked actually when it's coming out. I don't know if it's got a, a date yet, but I think it's 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 not imminent, but it's you know it's on the horizon definitely. Okay. Well, if there's yeah. any crowdfunding site for it or any sort of Kickstarter thing, we'll stick it in the show notes and people can have a look. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But it's the falconeer.com is the is the the page for it. Awesome. Um and it looks uh, very very nice. Yeah. Mm. Oh, there's a I've got a game on PSVR where you you're an eagle and you just sort of fly around. It's pretty mm. good. I've been looking for one actually like a good flying game. Mm. And this looks like it might be it. The mix of sort of RPG elements. I don't know how they're quite going to work actually, but um you know, it looks it's got that sort of RPG kind of feel at the same time as being you know, a flying game. So it's an interesting mix. I'm looking forward to seeing how it pans out. We should do a themed episode about birds. <laughs> yeah, we should. How many games are there about birds? So I can think of quite a few, actually, off the top of my head. So that, that you know... Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Um, Geordie Racer on the BBC Micro. Did you ever watch Geordie Racer? No. Good. No, I didn't know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Little Pigeon Racing. Brilliant. Okay. Dramatic. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, loads of games about birds. Um... I can't think of any others, but there are. <laughs> well, that joke fell on its ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, fair let's enough, move yeah. on to the next. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, well, I'll tell you what, from birds, yeah. go back in evolutionary terms. Oh, I you see end up with, with this. You end up with dinosaurs. Oh, only a bloody dino. How about that? Oh. Dino Crisis was our game this month, um, suggested by yourself. Mm hmm. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about it. Yes. Mm. Stay tuned. <laughs> that was that was that was the human running away from the big time big big time. So anyway, we're, we're, d- d- yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for staying with us. Uh, this is our discussion of our book club pick of the month, Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Dino Crisis. Crises. Crisis. Crises Le Dino. Yeah. Um, it's a survival horror game. It uh, is. Or a panic horror game. A panic horror game as it was um, advertised. Yeah, yes. I, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's run down some of the basics. So it was developed and produced by Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally for the PS1 in July 1999 in Japan, um, August in the US, and October in Europe. Um, it was also released on the Dreamcast and PC in late 2000. Um, about 15 to 20 pounds will get you an original PS1 copy. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's not expensive. No, it's not. Um, it's not super pricey. Kind of the going rate for a lot of PS1 games, isn't it? Mm. That, that sort of, they're sort of creeping up a bit, aren't they? But they're not silly yet. Yeah, a lot of them. They're not Sega Saturn prices yet. They're not, no, no, that's true. 
Um, yeah, as you say, it's survival horror um, from the same team behind Resident Evil. So including director Shinji uh, Mikami. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set on research facility on a remote island, and you play as Regina, sent to the island as part of a special ops team who discover dinosaurs, and I, I put it in brackets, mostly velociraptors. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of velociraptors in this game. <laughs> Roaming about the complex, and um, you must discover the mysteries behind what has caused them to be there. Uh, so, unlike Resident Evil, uh, but like the previous survival horror we looked at, Overblood, um, the game features real-time 3D environments rather than pre-rendered backgrounds. Uh, and gameplay consists of puzzle segments and quick bursts of action as violent dinosaurs are suddenly thrown at you as you wander around the corridors of the facility. Um, yeah, my favourite quote of the game: "This is just like that movie." <laughs> and it is it is, it is like that movie it, in many ways it is like that movie it's kind of Jurassic Park the game in a, in a, it is, in a yeah. way isn't it yeah especially yeah. with all the velociraptors which are basically Jurassic Park velociraptors they are they? they're, not the, they're not the real kind of turkey like ones that are no. like two foot tall you know so what did, what did you think because I mean I I wanted to to sort of see how you how you'd fare with a a, a, a quote unquote proper survival horror after Overblood, really. I wanted to see what you'd make of it, whether you'd enjoy it, whether it sort of grate on you a bit. Well, what, what was your what's your opinion on it? Uh, I got to be brutally honest with you, mate. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Really? No, oh. and not because it's scary. Okay. I just found it. I'm gonna. I might get a lot of heat for this. I found it a bit dull. Oof. Yeah, as dull as a game can be about dinosaurs. Because on paper, it you know, I love dinosaurs. You know, I like all the Jurassic Park movies, even the ones that people don't seem to like for some reason. But you know, I I didn't I didn't get on with this. Um, I don't really. I just didn't get into it. You know, it's just one of those things. It's a medieval situation again, I'm afraid. But it's just one of those things that I just didn't really. It just didn't click with me. I didn't really see it. You know. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what she says when she first sees a dinosaur. She's uh, a, a mutilated corpse. A mutila- well, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, ah, that's the normal um, reaction. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, I don't know. I didn't go with the characters. I didn't like the characters. Really? I didn't okay. engage with them at all. Really? Not even Regina. No, not particularly. Oh dear. I didn't. I mean, I didn't play loads of it. I didn't complete it. Certainly, mm. I played maybe two or three hours, and I saw. I watched most of the rest of it on YouTube afterwards, so I've mm. got a sense of how the whole game pans out. And I don't think, I don't think I would have enjoyed the rest of it really. Ah. Um, it's it's it has some interesting ideas, you know. The the. We should talk about some of the, the, the way it's panned out before I go into okay. any more criticism. Not that I have many anyway. But so so you're on this island, aren't you? You are. You're wandering around. Uh, you play as Regina. Um, dinosaurs pop out. You shoot them down. Um, there's There's a story there. I couldn't. I wasn't really following it. You, you're better. At, you know this game, so you okay. know you, so, you do this bit. You're sent to investigate an island yeah. because it's been reported that a scientist named Doctor Kirk 
who disappeared mis- under mysterious circumstances mm. has been spotted on this island. So you've been sent in to nab him, bring him back, ask him what he's been playing at. You get on the island, you find out there's dinosaurs knocking about for some reason. Mm. Like anyone, you would be thinking, why are the dinosaurs here? Mm. This doesn't make sense. And then you find out through the course of the game about this new technology that was being developed called the third energy, which is supposedly this perfectly clean, renewable energy source, solve the world's energy problems, but it does have the slight side effect of transplanting a block of land geography through time. <laughs> you know? as, as most renewable sources uh, tend to do, you know. It's a bit annoying. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> I mean, if, if they put up a wind farm next to you, yeah. And, you know, little T-Rex came out every now and then. Every mm. time they, they turned it on, you know, you they shut them down pretty quick. But in this yeah. case, because it's on an island, no one's noticed. Guys, you've got to work out these bugs. I mean, you know? my wife, you know, she's she's been mauled by this, <laughs> this velociraptor. You know, we're getting daily, you know, dinosaur attacks. Sort it out. Come on. Exactly. And they're yeah. weeing everywhere. <laughs> they're weeing everywhere. They've got no bladder control. They've got everywhere. none. It's yeah. ridiculous. I don't know what's going on with these things. You know? Mm. And it's all polished floors. <laughs> it's an accident waiting to happen. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, so... Um, and that, that's, that's, that's the crux of the game. So, um, you explore this facility on the island, um, trying to locate Dr. Kirk and avoid being separated from your internal organs at the, mm. the claws of a some kind of big lizard um i thought what what you described as boring or or slow i can't remember the exact words that you used but um i would say atmospheric i would say it's it's got a very a, a big a, a great sense of foreboding as you're going through you know these corridors and you can hear in the distance sort of the the what could be dinosaur sounds. Um, there's a much more sophisticated AI than there was in Resident Evil. Um, for instance, uh, in Resident Evil, if you went through a, a door to another room, the zombies couldn't follow you. In the very first section of Dino Crisis, you, if you use that strategy, um, if you run away from the first Velociraptor you see and run through the door, any Resident Evil player would have been trained to that point to think, oh, well, I'm through the door now, I'm safe. And you take a few steps and the Velociraptor will jump the fence and come after you to, you know, to sort of drive home. Okay. You know, the AI's a lot, a lot cleverer in this. It can chase mm. you through room to room if it wants to. Um, and also there's a, a, um, a feature in the game where if you get attacked by one of the dinosaurs, your character can start to bleed. And not only will that slowly deplete your health, but it can attract dinosaurs to the, you know, the blood trail that you're you're leaving behind. Okay. So it's very important to sort of not only just heal yourself, but to patch up any any bleeding wounds, so you know you're not followed by velociraptors and things. So, um, it's a lot. There's lots of new ideas, you know that they hadn't done in Resident Evil and maybe they were using this as sort of a testing ground for sort of new mechanics and new ideas before they put it into a Resident Evil proper but mm. it did lots of new new things i find it a very a very atmospheric very 
very tense game, I found. Mm. Do you still find that now, playing it 20 years later? Not as much. Mm. Not as much, because, you, you know, it's like when you see a horror film enough times, you know where the scares are coming, you know what the, the what's happening next, you know what to expect. Okay. Um, the... So I guess that's where maybe that's why they called it panic horror because I think when you replay it, a lot of the tension comes more from you know knowing that a big battle is upcoming or there's an area you've got to go through that's overrun with dinosaurs and it's going to be tough to get through it and it's all the the tension of the resource management and the you know working out how you're going to survive it and things like that rather than you know the initial the, the tense scare factor that you would get the first time you played it. Yeah, I I see all that. I got I'm so just, scared I, I had to turn it off and get a piece of toast when I first played it. Really? That's that's the true. I I remember it very vividly. I went really? downstairs and made myself a bit of toast. Yeah, I think the, I think the thing is I'm lacking context in this because, as we've said before, this is my second survival horror ever. I've never played a Resident Evil game. Mm. Just never appealed to me. Um, even today, as an adult, they don't appeal to me. I don't like horror for one thing. But even something that I don't think will scare me, it's just not my t- kind of game, you know. The the, the the I've never been into the gore. I've never been into zombies. I've never, you know, that it's just it's just not part of me, really. Yeah. Um. So, I think playing it this at the time, I probably would have been a lot more scared. Playing it now, <clears throat> I wasn't really scared at all. It's got a few jump scares in it. <clears throat> Excuse me. The uh, the the T Rex bursting through the window. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I, I had a little jump for that. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, and there's a few other things like a Velociraptor will pop in occasionally, and that's you know, it's a similar sort of thing. And it's it's very sort of sudden, and you know, it does the, does the job there. But I just didn't feel the tension. I got to admit, I don't know why. Um, I th- and I can only attribute it to being, you know, coming twenty years later. Obviously, the graphics and and the the sound and everything aren't up to the atmosphere, the cap- atmospheric capabilities of what you would have today. Mm-hmm. You know, the lighting and stuff like that. It's just not. I don't know. I just I didn't feel it, and I didn't feel any sort of emotional connection to it, in that sense. You know. Yeah. And when you take that away. I don't. I mean, I. I don't. All I played was a couple of hours. Two, you know, two hours and a half. Um, but from that time, I didn't get any sort of sense. You know, I did. It was just. It was basically just wandering through corridors. Well, it's not that. That's an oversimplification. It isn't. There's. There's puzzles and things. I. Li- I quite like the 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 DDK door. Yeah. Thing that was a that was an unusual. Basically, you've got to find two different keys, two parts of the same key to open the door. And when you do it, it's almost got like a little word or number number puzzle on it. Yeah. Where you've kind of like, got to look through the eliminate the letters to make a a word kind of thing, isn't it? And I think yeah. they change as the game goes on. So that's they do. Quite, they that's they get good. more sort of complicated as it goes on. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to do it. A dis- it's difficult. I don't want to do it an injustice because. The things you say are, do sound quite clever for the time. You know, the whole blood trail thing, mm. enemies following you in there. I can understand if they didn't have that in Resident Evil, I can understand how that would be a big deal. If you loved Resident Evil, and if these are the, this is the next step up, definitely. I totally see that. But taking that kind of stuff for granted now, because it's fairly, it's not a stretch to imagine those things now in a, in a modern game. 
I, I found it difficult to transport myself back there and, and appreciate those things. And I think, uh, you know, I, I think it's more of a failing with me than the game because I'm taking it out of, out of context completely, really. I think maybe, it's like you say, maybe you're just not, you're just not wired for horror as a form of entertainment. Not really. But I, well, I, I, I find horror terrifying. You know, I don't like it. But I didn't find this... It just didn't gel with you. I, I, it didn't gel with me. But I have enjoyed it in other things like Metroid, for example. There's a tension in Metroid that you get that I have felt more than the, this. Even on like yeah. the SNES, the, you know, the uh, Super, Super, Metroid, Super Metroid, yeah. Um, and it's just, I didn't get it here. Here, I didn't, you know, I thought the music was very sort of basic, kind of like, you know, I think it just uses like the sound chip of the PlayStation, doesn't it, rather yeah. than sort of an orchestral thing. So it's it's difficult to take that seriously. Nah. I kind of like that. I thought that's what I. That I really is probably liked the, yeah. It could be the nostalgia for you because you probably remember it. it could probably be, yeah. Yeah. coming to it now, it just sounds a bit tacky and a bit lame. With all due respect to it, because I know it was. I'm sure it was. You know, great for the time and everything. I, 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 I as I say, I don't want to. You know, I don't. I don't want the hate mail, and I don't want. <laughs> but you know, as a newbie coming into it now, I, I just didn't. I just didn't gel. Didn't gel, and it should have done on some level because it's got dinosaurs in it i love dinosaurs but interestingly it's not the first dinosaur game that i didn't gel with i i got the same experience from a much more recent game um horizon zero dawn really didn't, didn't get on with that didn't oh, get on with that dude i love that yeah i can see why um and it's similar to breath of the wild which i absolutely loved but i i played about six hours of it and during that time they mostly sort of hold your hand through do this do that and I go, okay, this is quite good. And I, I got to this bit where there's sort of a quarry and there's kind of enemies down there, like some dinos and some bad guys, and you've got to take them out. Whatever way I took it, I just got killed straight away. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I thought, okay, maybe you've got to go and upgrade your, your armor or your weapons and stuff. So I'll go out into the big world. And it suddenly hit me that I have no interest in exploring this world whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know why. I just, I just didn't, I didn't care for it, really. I didn't really... <laughs> care for the, the the fighting the creatures and stuff and it's it's a similar thing here i didn't i just didn't didn't get I'll on be it. honest I, I don't want to get too off topic with horizon but i mm. i loved it i re- i really really enjoyed that game and okay. i'm i'm really looking forward to i'm you know the, the it ends with a setup for a potential sequel so i'm really okay. hoping that there'll be a sequel mm. but i will say by the end of it i would i'd had enough of it mm. by mm. the time it finished um because i bought the the um I can't remember what they call it, Game of the Year edition, Ultimate Edition, whatever, where it had the DLC included. Yeah. And there's like this whole sort of DLC section, the Frozen Wilds, I think it's called. Yeah. Um I didn't even bother. I mm. didn't even bother. Um it's I just I I love the game, but I just I'd had my fill of it by then. Sometimes games quite a lot of the time these days, games outstay their welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think and they're just quite... a bit too long. I've thought a few times about going back and just playing the DLC, but yeah. it's just never grabbed me. I, I, I mm. got what I I got what I wanted out of that game, and I, mm. I've had enough of it. So I can I, I can easily see someone reaching that point long before the end. Um, if yeah. if if it didn't grab you enough, it's weird because then... I did kind of enjoy it. Those six hours, I did kind of enjoy them because I like the character, I like the story. Yeah, it was just suddenly the realization that I'm not being my hand isn't being held anymore. I've got this whole world to explore, and I just realized I didn't want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. weird. I almost like the the kind of the more linear nature to it. I think that's the thing that there's a lot to be said for linearity in games. Definitely. I, I know people consider Definitely. it like a dirty word, but 
there's so many open world games you know they can be these big expansive massive levels but if there's nothing in it yeah, yeah. you know and you'll you'll just go in from point to point you know all you're doing really is having a menu of missions mm. but you've just spread them across a massive map rather than putting them in a menu and well, I, exactly know? yeah it's either that either they don't have enough in it or they've got too much and it's just overwhelming yeah um, uh, yeah, there's so much to say for linearity. I love, I love linearity. Yeah, games. yeah. It helps me because I don't have the, I don't always have the mental. After a long day, you know, work, parenthood, whatever. I don't. I, I kind of almost want to be told what to do. You know, I don't want to mm. say. I don't want something to say. Go off and figure it out yourself. I kind of just want to say, do this, do this, do this, and follow a list of instructions. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah, are getting a bit. Off yeah, topic. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think. It works very well for story games. I think, yeah. you know, when you've got a, if you've got a story to tell and you want to, you want the player to experience the story in in this order and to have things, you know, twists and stuff unveiled at the the right time for maximum impact. Mm. Um, I think linearity is is the way to go with that. Um, which I think we'll use it to get back on topic is why survival horror games are generally. I can't think of any open world survival horror games off the top of my head. They're no. all linear because of that. Yeah. that it probably of wouldn't. It probably wouldn't work, would it? Because no. it, it relies on a sort of a set series of events and things happening and popping up at the certain times. Yeah. Mm. Although, interestingly, on that point, I um, messed around with save states a little bit in this game, and that T Rex bit I mentioned earlier, mm. I did it the first time, and I think the T Rex killed me. So I loaded it again. I went in the room, and I couldn't trigger that happening again. Oh. It's almost like it happens somewhat randomly. You know, I don't know if I just didn't hit the right spot or something. And again, it also happened again with another point where a Velociraptor jumps through a window. Like, it it, it didn't happen a second time, and it happened again later when I went back to that room. I so think the, the Velociraptor bit in the window, I think I know where you mean that. I think that yeah. is, that is um, you know, there's an element of randomness to that, okay. I think. But, That's uh, quite, that, uh, that, that struck me as quite interesting, though. It yeah. doesn't always do the same, exactly the same thing, and it probably adds to the tension of whether it's going to happen or not, even in multiple playthroughs. The only so thing I'd quite... say about the T-Rex encounter, mm. um, the tension and the, the sort of... Um, the danger of the whole thing is undermined somewhat by the fact that he's got big googly eyes. Yeah, those eyes are a bit googly. Yeah. They're, they're just sort of wobbling about and they're looking mm. all over the place. And it's like, I don't know why mm. they did that. Mm. Why, is he, why is he moving his eyes around like he's a chameleon? Yeah. I, I don't know. Overall, I don't know. overall, I'm going to say something that is controversial that okay. you, you may not agree with and that certainly probably no one else has said ever. Okay. But... I was more emotionally evolved in Overblood. Which I know is a ridiculous thing to say. But I don't know, the mystery gra- in Overblood grabbed me more than the mystery in this game. My word. Yeah. I kind of did want to know why there are dinosaurs on this island, I must admit. Yeah. Like, my first thought was like some sort of genetic experiment like in Jurassic Park. But the the, the sort of the the plucking them out of time, that was, a, that was a, more of an interesting way of going yeah i think you know so that was but it was kind of it was going to be one of those two things really wasn't it it couldn't be anything else really could it they're either oh, from the time really, or they've no. been recreated for some reason that was it that's 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 as far as the mystery goes but you know in overblood your man's woken up from you know um cryogenic well he doesn't even know he doesn't even know. even know he doesn't know who he is so it could literally be anything you know 
and you're trying to figure out who he is and work out what's happened i think it was just a bit more open-ended so i found that more interesting as a story to see where it goes it didn't ultimately go anywhere massively <laughs> story break but what i'm saying is at the time when i didn't know what was going to happen i was more emotionally invested in finding out you know i was less interested as the game went on i must admit but in within the two hour space that i gave this i was more hooked on overblood than this well i i i think you are the first person <laughs> probably yeah in probably. human civilization to utter such words yeah um, now i can clearly see that this is t- on a technical level a much better game yeah it looks better it plays better in those terms everything about it is, is better the voice acting is better all that stuff but it's just it lacks that that thing that really needed to draw me in and i can't fully explain why it just it just did and that's just the way it is unfortunately i mean it, it's a shame that you didn't like it on the one hand but on the other hand i do kind of like it when we we stumble on a game that we disagree on because it is it is interesting yeah. to see the the contrasting ideas and how you know how we both took completely different things away from the same thing so you know i would have liked you to to enjoy it and have a great time with it but you know the fact that you didn't i think is is interesting in its own right so you know it's still, <laughs> some good came out of it yeah. some good this episode wasn't a total loss um <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Um, it, it's always interesting when you when you play a retro game for the first time, and you don't see mm. what everyone else first saw at the time or still sees now, because yeah. nost- it just shows how. Well, I was going to say it just shows how nostalgia colours things, but that would imply that my my view is more correct than anyone else's. But that's not that's not what I'm saying. It's just like it's. <laughs> There is a, there is a, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I thought that when you were saying about how the music sounded a bit, a bit naff, um, particularly in the first stages of the game, um, where you're going through the corridors for the first time, it's kind of like a computerized blippy bloppy, like, yeah. If you hear that now, you might think, okay, that's a bit naff. But to me, I still hear it as, you know, I don't know how old I was, 15, 16. All the lights off mm. in my room, all the curtains drawn, pitch black, mm. you know, really mm. engrossed in this game. And to me, it, that sounded like really sinister and foreboding. But if you listen to it out of that context, it would just sound like someone going, you know. Yeah. And so I, I can yeah. see that there is an element of nostalgia that, that plays plays a part in that, I think. Yeah, There's, I mean, it's all about context, I think, because you would have gone out and bought that game for 40 yeah. quid or whatever. You would have, it would have been the the uh, cutting edge at the time for what it is. You put it in your PlayStation, you turn the lights out. You you know you'd have read a lot about it in magazines, I guess, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. Um, you would be you would be committed to it, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know, I can't recreate that what you experienced there in that in that no, setting. Can't. I can't. You know, it's just no. it's not going to work, is it? Part of the re- if I played it at the time, I probably would have felt a bit differently, even though those weren't the kind of games I was into at the time. Or, or now really um but yeah it's just i don't know i don't know how, how else to, <laughs> to, to, to say it now it's just it just didn't grab me no i think that's fair i mean it, yeah. it happens it happens yeah uh, it's got i could see the interesting ideas in it though um there's also there's a mechanic where you can mix weapons yes, as well isn't yeah, there like yeah. make tranquilizer make tranquilizer darts and things darts and stuff i could see lots of interesting little ideas in there that i thought okay if i if I were more committed to this game, I would definitely appreciate more. But even without doing that, I could see, okay, those, those, those are definitely interesting-looking ideas that I haven't seen anywhere else. 
Um, well, the devs obviously thought different because for the sequel they threw it all out the window and just really? made an action, just made an action shoot 'em up. Yeah, it's just a shoot 'em up, really. Was it's it? just a shoot 'em up. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I might enjoy that a bit more, to be honest. Yeah, it's literally just shoot 'em up. Uh, little score in the corner. Um, you trade in your score points to upgrade your weapons and things. It's just a, a just a plain straightforward oh, wow. arcade okay. shoot 'em up. I know three wasn't that well received. We don't talk about three. Okay, you don't talk about three. Fair we enough. don't talk about three. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Dino Crisis. There three. is no. Okay, fair enough. There is no Sonic Forces. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you you probably you probably enjoy Dino Crisis too because it is just it's just you on an island, run about, shoot all the dinosaurs, uh, try and build up a combo. Um, it's, that's and, mu- that's much more me. Yeah, and there's like a Dino Coliseum mode where you're just in a in an arena with increasing numbers of dinos, and you've got to shoot and survive as long as you can. And okay, yeah. It's like the complete polar opposite okay. of what they were going what for was with the, the um, first one. What was the reception to that? How did people feel about that at the time? Really liked it. I've uh, yeah, okay. I remember. I don't know what scores it got off the top of my head. I don't know what the Metacritic thing at the time, but I can yeah. only remember, you know, my reaction and the reaction um, from you know what I read in magazines and stuff at the time was that it's a departure, um, but it's brilliant. It's just a great game on its own okay. on its own merits. The storyline is as daft as anything. I mean, it's <laughs> the the schlockiest time travel B movie storyline you can think of, but okay. I love it. It's cheesy and great. Okay, that's interesting. It's always a risk when a, when a, a company decides to do that with a franchise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's clearly paid off for them. All right, I might I might give that a try at some point. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it going into it. I just knew it was Dino Crisis Two. Um, mm. I hadn't read um, much, if anything, about it. Um, and I bought it, got it home, started playing it. This is a great intro. Really sets the scene. And I didn't know what was going on when the game started because I was expecting it to be like the original. Um, mm. So it was a, a, a real surprise for me playing it to, you know, find out that it's just a, a shoot 'em up. But yeah, it's still a great game. I, I recommend giving it a shot. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I might. I might do that actually. Yeah. So I think it's fair to say that um, the jury's divided on this one. I yeah. say uh, give it a, the thumbs up. You give it a, a yeah. Yeah. Um. It didn't appeal to me. It might appeal to others, but I would exercise. I would well. I would. I would recommend. Is the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Caution to anyone playing it for the first time in 2020, because I don't think it will have the same effect to a new player as it would have done in 1999. Well, there we go. I think that's a, a fair surmising of the yeah. of the events. Mm. Um, okay, so um, that leaves it down to you to pick our book club pick for next month that's right um i'm gonna go with a game that i recently bought on the uh, switch uh, e-shop okay um it's it's not really a re- it's a kind of a port of a ps2 game so you could play whichever version you 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 wish yeah. um i'm talking about the the wonderfully wacky and i know you've played uh, at least one game in this series if not this game because it's i think it's right up your street this is Katamari Damacy. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I, I've I've played I played a demo of Beautiful Katamari on the 360, but other than that, that's my only exposure to this series. Um, oh, and I played the demo for this game as well before I bought it. So um, yeah, it's um, it's pretty nuts, isn't it? It's kind it of. It is. Uh, I love it. Yeah, it's, I it's, really love it's it. very um, quirky. Yeah, it's brilliant. And the creator, uh, Kaito Takahashi, mm. um, follow him on Twitter. His Twitter is lovely. He's oh, really? ju- he's, he's ju- <laughs> he just seems like such a nice guy. Okay. 
he just seems like a really great guy. Like, if you live next to him, he just seems like a guy who would just be really fun to have a little chat to over the fence, and he'd probably draw funny faces on your shed or something. He just seems like a nice guy. Um, Brilliant. I'll, um, I'll, I, yeah, I love Katamari, so I'm looking forward to this. I presume this is Katamari Reroll, is it, on the Switch? That's the one I'll be playing. Yeah. You can play either that or no, the I'll PS2. No, I'll play that as well. I've got, okay. got the, the cartridge one of that. Oh, all right. oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, really I'm looking good. forward to that. Brilliant. Yeah, thanks to um, savings that I got on the eShop from uh, Animal Crossing and the fact that it was on offer, I only bought, paid about four quid for it. Oh, that's a bargain. It's a steal, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, so I was pretty chuffed with that, yeah. So I haven't tried it yet at all, but I'm going to um, look forward to firing up. Before we go, mm. um, did we have any comments from people about Dino Crisis? We did. I'm sure we did, but I can't find it. Let me have a look. I can have a look, see if you can find it on the Twitter. I'm sure there was one person who left a, a little comment, but I, I can't. I say, I'm sure we saw at least one comment. Yeah, there. I don't know where it is. Quick look through our notifications. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Uh, you'll have to cut in some little music while we while we look at this. Whoever it was, we're really sorry. We did re- we did get the comment there, but I'm just yeah. looking through our our mentions and stuff, and I can't see. I can't see the response there at all. No. Um, so it was something really like it was something that, but... that they they love the series. Um, it was it was quite short and sweet. So yeah, it I wasn't... think they were um put they were pleased uh they were it was the fact that it had multiple endings they were happy with. Yes, so, that's know, right. They, they were that's quite right. impressed with the. The different routes the story could take. That is another point, actually, that I did encounter. You can choose who you're going to, can't you? Like, two people would give you two different options to do something, and you you can choose which one you're going to do. Yeah. Mm. I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm. Um, I'm going way, way back now. I'm sorry, no. we can't find a comment there. Um, if you send it again, we will definitely read it out on the next show, just to, as a make good. But um, yeah. Yeah, but so but we do read all your comments, even if we, of course, we, yeah, even if they get lost in the shuffle. Um, every you know communique that is sent our way, we do we do read and appreciate every single one of them. So yeah, uh, do keep it up. Yes, uh, thanks to uh, Rick as well for uh, retweeting it and asking. Yes, because he only played Dino Crisis two, so he didn't have anything to say about this one, but he did uh, put it out there. See if anyone else had anything to say about it. Um, we if we ever cover uh, Dino Crisis 2, we should get uh, Rick on the show and he yeah. can uh, share sure. his memories. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, is, there, is, there, is there a remake of Dino Crisis coming? Is that uh, right? No. no um, okay. Not that it's ever been announced. It's been requested and requested, um, particularly in the wake of the Resident Evil remakes. Everyone's right. been pushing for a... I say everyone. I mean, the small contingent of Dino Crisis fans is not the largest community in the world. But, um, mm. you know, Dino Crisis fans have been vocal for a long time that they want a remake or, you know, like a remaster of some kind. But mm. so far, Capcom have kept them about it. So, okay. who knows? Fair enough. Right. If you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at podemup. Um, you can also email us, podemup at gmail.com. Our website still isn't um No, working. it's not. I'm sorry about this. Um I meant to do it and then I got poorly and I didn't yeah, do it. It's fine, um, but worry. I submitted a ticket and I didn't get a, a response back from the host. I'm I'm presuming like everything else, it's because they they're on a skeleton staff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um the other thing worth noticing is we're now on a different uh, host, aren't we? 
We are, yeah, yeah. We're on anchor.fm. I noticed um, one of our fellow podcasters, um, WT Famicom, a yeah. gaming podcast, um, I don't know if they were on it before, but I noticed today when they uploaded, they tweeted about one of their episodes, they're on Anchor as well now, oh, so it looks cool. like a, okay. a lot of people are moving to that now. Seems like a good little service. It's good, uh, yeah. I mean, it's free for one thing, which is great uh, <laughs> relief. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. I like the interface and everything. It's nice. I'd recommend it to others. Um, so yeah, uh, the the point being really is that we're on a new host. I think everything is uh, redirected to this now, so you should be getting it from the right place. Yeah. Of course, if you're not, then you won't be here in this. Anyway, That's true. So. That's true. I'm seeing the the logic. <laughs> I'm talking to literally no one. Okay, um, but yeah, if you're listening to this, you found us. If well you if you're not listening to this, then you didn't find us, which is you know a very large portion of the world. All of you guys, make sure you you're on the uh, the new uh, RSS feed. Which um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll check we'll put it on Twitter just to be yeah, safe. we'll we'll check all the different things to make sure that they're all they've all got this episode on them, which yeah. would be the giveaway. Um, so so yeah, but anyway, uh, all all hail our new uh, podcast overlords, um, Anchor Not Evan. Indeed. Mm. Okay, uh, anything left to say? No, no, mm. I'm I'm out of words. Okay, well, all the better that we should end it there then indeed <laughs> all right uh see you guys next month then bye-bye bye everyone bye That's disgusting.